welcome back to Horse Broke. Today we're going to talk about a topic that happens to all of us, falling off. Today, myself, Amber, Hannah, and Stephanie will be recounting some of our serious falls, the setbacks that we faced, and how we found the courage to get back on. So I guess let's start today with you, Hannah. You fell recently, right? Yes, I did fall recently. It was about a month ago now, I think, and I had two back-to-back falls, and they weren't bad at all, but they completely messed with my mind. I mean, I have really bad anxiety as it is, and then it totally messed me up. I was scared to even canter over poles. I had to start back with cross rails and work my way up in my lessons, and just yesterday, I felt was the first time that I was confident jumping higher. So it took me a long time to get back to where I was. It really, the falls really throw me off of my progress. So this was on your new horse, Ben, right? Yes, this was on Ben. So the first time I fell off, it was right after he got his hawks done. So he was just feeling really excited. (laughs) And we were doing no stirrups. And my trainer was like, okay, just canter this cross rail. It was a little bitty baby little cross rail. And we made it over fine. And then afterwards, he just decided to throw a party and start bucking and throw his head down. And since I didn't have my stirrups, I was immediately on the floor. So I did not last. I did not last. So that freaked me out. And then I fell again the next week in my lesson. This wasn't his fault, but it still scared me. I was doing an outside line and my trainer kept saying, that I was cutting my corner. So she went and stood in the corner out a little bit. And she said, okay, you have to go around me. Don't run into me. I'm not going to move. So (laughs) it's my worst habit is cutting the corners. We (laughs) we went over the two jumps. We were coming out of the line and we start cutting the corner and I'm like about to hit her and she's not moving. So I was like, okay, I'm literally going to run her over or I need to jerk him away. And so I jerked the right rein and he flung so hard that way that I just flew off and hit the fence. You know, that happened to me before too. When, (laughs) when I first started riding Pino, I apparently had no sense of steering and we were doing a bunch of circle exercises. And I remember just going over one of the jumps and we were supposed to go left And apparently I was going right and he knew we were going left. It was just like the gravity and the motion of force. If that's what's, what's like the Einstein terminology? What? uh, Yeah. 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 An object in motion or whatever it is. So I, I flew off of him and it was just like, oh my God, thankfully I was okay. I ended up getting back on afterwards. My, my trainer at the time was like, so is anything broken? And I'm like, no. She goes, can you get up? And I go, yes. She goes, are we going to the hospital? And I said, no, I don't think so. She goes, okay, get back on. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just kind of, that was like, I think, I think it was like one of my first bad falls. I ended up falling into, you know how some marinas, indoor arenas have like half a wall along the edges? Well, this one had like that half a wall and I took it out like there was a hole in the wall after I slammed into it so I mean it ended up being fine there was multiple holes in the wall throughout the arena but that (laughs) that hole was mine so I was able to claim it but Hannah how long have you been riding 
I've been writing off and on since I was around seven years old, but I've taken some breaks. I took my longest break in high school because I had an accident when I was, I think I was 13, and I was on a horse that I was riding for my trainer that was green. I really didn't have any business being on this horse. And I went over a cross rail, he threw his head down, and I flipped over, landed flat on my back, and I ended up getting a compression fracture in two Mm -hmm. of my vertebrae. So I took a break from riding from ninth grade all the way into halfway through college. Mm -hmm. So I have a really big gap there that I didn't do any riding. So then I picked it back up, and I've gotten more serious since I got out of college. So that sounds similar to me. And it's funny because I think all three of us have had back injuries off horses. So let's talk a little bit more about that in this episode. But similar to me, I I rode when I was younger. I stopped a lot sooner than you stopped. You stopped in high school. I stopped in grade school. But and I didn't stop because of a bad fall. I just stopped because of other sports and there just wasn't enough time. When you fell off of Ben recently, was that when was the last time you fell? Like, have you fallen off of Z in the past couple of years or was this like a completely new thing? It was pretty new. I fell off after we leased Z out. I fell off of a mare. This is why I don't do mares. My trainer was like, okay, we're going to go try this mare. She's really nice. And I said, I don't really like mares, but I'll give it a shot. Fell off. She dumped me in front of the fence. I was like, okay, no, no, we're done. But other than that, I hadn't fallen off in a really long time. I never fell off Z really. I had one or two silly falls on him, but he was just, he's so chill and he never does anything. So I never fell off of him really. And I was so used to that. And now with Ben, I I have to pay attention more. (laughs) Well, I definitely, I used to ride a quarter horse and then Thunder is a thoroughbred. They're two different rides. So I almost feel like it's easier to fall off of a thoroughbred. Is that Yes. Not bad to say. No, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I think just feel so too. like it's easier to fall off of them. And I know that you and I talked a little bit about how when you fell off of Ben, it really kind of rocked your confidence a little bit. Definitely. It really threw me back. I was scared. And it was funny because it wasn't the actual jump that got me off, but it made me terrified of jumping for really? a while. Yeah. So, What part of that fall got in your head? Because you didn't get injured that bad, right? No, I got back on both times. Had some bruises, but... Do you think it was because you've had such a bad injury in the past? Or new horse and you're still figuring him out? What do you... Yeah, I think it was a combination. I am really nervous and scared I'm going to get hurt bad again. But at the same time, Ben is still somewhat new and I want us to be successful. So when that happened and then it happened again, I just got really discouraged and nervous about it. And I didn't want to continue failing, I guess I would say. I was afraid of failure. And so I would just tense up, be scared. What if he bucks? What if he does this? What if I steer him the wrong way and I fall? I just was worried about it all. Yeah, I totally understand. And for me, I'm in a very similar boat. So a little bit of backstory. 
Campino went lame and was on stall rest. And he was on stall rest for, at this point, he was about six weeks in. And all I was allowed to do was either hand walk him or walk him bareback. So a majority of my time was spent at the barn grooming him and walking him and, you know, just hanging out. And it was a typical Monday. My plans were to go to the barn, going to see Pino, grooming him and getting on him bareback. And that's exactly what I did. Only I spent 45 minutes grooming him because that was just what I always did. That was the only time I was able to spend with him. And you know those Haas brushes, especially the Diva brush with the wool in it? Um, yes. no, I like love those brushes. And, it, and literally everyone says that it like makes your horse sparkle. Well, it 100% does, but it also makes them slippery. <laughs> Combine 45 minutes of pristine grooming with the Haas Diva brush and fly spray. And that is just a recipe for a bareback disaster. And that's exactly what happened. So I ended up, I got on Pino. And I barebacked him a million times, and he was always a slug. He's a solid citizen. I never have to worry about that horse doing anything to hurt me. I was thinking about all of the things I needed to do that day when I got home from the barn. I need to go grocery shopping. Like, I still have work I have to do later. Getting up on the mounting block, getting on him, no big deal. We're just going to go walk around for 15 minutes. I'm going through my to-do list and all of a sudden he just like gets a little kick in his step, like not, didn't buck, didn't rear, didn't do anything stupid. Just kind of was like, oh, I feel kind of good. We're six weeks into stall rest and today's a good day. And let me just really extend and get that nice walk going. <laughs> and I was just not ready for it. I was not paying attention and I just slipped. Like my breeches just went and... I remember trying to catch myself. Mind you, Pino is 17-1. He's a big boy. I'm 5-1. The ground is very far. So I'm like trying to catch myself, twisting in the air to grab his mane. And it's like slow motion. And I was like, you know what? It's not going to work. And I just let go. And I fell. And it was just, I, it just, I, you can't even describe it. I hit the ground perfectly because it wasn't even like I fell off of him, you know, jumping, which I've done before too. Just nothing happened. I just literally slipped. And I remember so vaguely hitting the ground and thinking to myself, oh my God, I just broke my back. I've never broken a bone in my entire life. So for me to like say that, I'm like, maybe you're just being dramatic. But I literally hit the ground. And I'm sorry, listeners, this is very graphic. I felt my body snap in half. It was like someone gave me a huge bear hug and cracked all of the bones in my back. I heard it and I felt it and I was like, oh no, (laughs) this is going to not be good at all. Mind you, I was also by myself, but thank God I had my cell phone on me and like the adrenaline kind of took over and I wasn't really thinking clearly. I remember saying, oh God, I just broke my back, but let me just get up. I ended up getting up because Campino was walking away and the way the barn is like situated is the indoor arena has doors and outside of those doors, they have access to like the driveway of the barn. And then from the driveway, there's a main road. So if the horse wants to, like they can go onto this main road that's like 55 miles an hour. And I'm thinking, shoot, he's going to go outside. Then I'm going to lose my horse. Then he's going to get hit by a car. It was just a recipe for disaster. So I jumped up right away, took two steps towards him. 
because I just wasn't thinking logically and I needed help and I needed to go get my horse and I just didn't know what to do. And my brain literally shut my legs off. It was kind of like so that I didn't paralyze myself. Wait, so when you say shut your legs off, do you mean not being able to walk or do you mean you fell to the ground? I mean, I couldn't take one more step. But you were still standing. Yeah, I was still standing. I could not physically take one more step. I thought that I had just paralyzed myself. So I fell face forward into the dirt. Oh, my gosh. It was really, really bad. I was terrified. I got my cell phone out and I called my trainer and it different story for a different day, but she basically told me it was her day off and did not bother her. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, but I just broke my back and I need help. And then I hung up on her because I couldn't say anything else. Then I proceeded wow. to call my, my mom because my parents lived eight minutes from the barn. I called my mom and I said, I just fell off Pino and broke my back. You need to come now. And I hung up on her because I was in so much pain. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything else. Between the time of me calling my trainer and then calling my mom, I guess my trainer called, um, there was a girl in the barn, which was attached to the arena, called her and told her to come help me. So she came running over and was like, oh my God, what happened? And I was like, get Pino because he's like loose, go make sure he's okay. And I just broke my back. And she's like, wait, what? (laughs) Let me call 911 first and then I'll go get Pino. And I was like, just go, just go get Pino. Like, I can't speak to anybody right now. I'm in so much pain get my horse, make sure he's okay. Then we can figure out what to do with me. So she called 911 and my parents ended up coming. And by the time the paramedics got there, I I happened to call my husband who was working. And I was like, so I fell off Pino. I'm pretty sure I broke my back. They're taking me in the ambulance. And I guess I was laughing. (laughs) And he was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know why I'm laughing. Like, I was in shock, honestly. Okay, what was it like to ride in the ambulance? Because they did not call the ambulance for me, which was very stupid. But I feel like it would be really scary to ride in the back of my ambulance. To be honest with you, like I said before, I've never broken a bone. I've never been to the hospital other than one time I had appendicitis. Like, but that's not injury related. And I've never ridden in an ambulance. So... When they got there, I was still face down in the dirt. Like, I couldn't move. I was still face down in the dirt. And, of course, nobody wanted to move me because when you have a back or neck injury, like, stay still. So the paramedics came. It was really scary because they rolled me over onto my back because I was on my stomach. And they, like, rolled me over onto the stretcher. And I guess there – I don't – I never saw their faces – That's what was the weirdest part other than one. I I was able to see one, but it's because they put that thing on your neck so that you're immobilized. Other than looking straight up, I couldn't see anything that was going on. And for me, that was one of the scariest parts too, was not being able to like know what was happening really. You're like on this board, which is ungodly uncomfortable, by the way. Stretchers really need to be remade because it is really uncomfortable, especially with a broken back. And I just remember they took me into the ambulance and they were super sweet. The guys were really nice. And the one guy was like, so you think you broke it, right? And I was like, yeah, I, I honestly think I broke it. And he goes, well, the, the way that you're like moving your legs, you can move your legs, right? And I'm like, yeah, now I can like the whole time I was moving my legs and I was wiggling my toes to make sure I wasn't in fact paralyzed. 
And he made me feel a little bit better. And he goes, well, where's the pain? And I was like, it's in my lower back. And he goes, well, that's good news because paralyzation is in your upper back and your neck. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a relief, which I did not know. That made me feel relieved. And he just was talking to me the whole time, just about nothing. Like, what do you do for a living? Or like, so you were riding your horse. What do you do on your horse? He was super nice and calming. And the ride to the hospital was about 12 minutes. And I just remember every single crack in the road that we hit, I just wanted to scream because it hurt so bad and it was so bumpy and it was awful. (laughs) Yeah, I specifically remember that too, even though it was so long ago. My mom came and got me. They didn't call the ambulance and she drove me to the emergency room. And I remember any time we turned, any time there was a little bump, anything, I was in the most excruciating pain and it was horrible. It's so bad. And I just remember when I got to the hospital, so thankfully before they took me on the stretcher, the girl at the barn took my my parlantes off of me and my my Charles Owen helmet. And she was like, I've done this injury before. If I don't take these off of you, they're going to cut them off of you. And we don't want that. I was like, no, please take my boots off. Take my helmet. Like, take it all off. So when we got to the hospital, the doctors were like, can you move really? And I, I really couldn't move anything. I mean, I could move it like I wasn't paralyzed, but like I couldn't lift my arms to get my shirt off or like take my pants off. I couldn't do any of that. So they got them off without having to cut them off because I was in quite a nice outfit. I just remember um, it was a long wait period. I mean, I was in the emergency room and I was just sitting there for hours. And then they took me to do all the different testing, x-rays and MRI and everything. And then she came back and she goes, well, you were right. You definitely broke your back. I ended up breaking three, no, four out of five of my lumbar vertebrae, the brackets of your vertebrae, I broke all four of them off. So they were just like chilling in my back. And then I cracked a rib and I had severe whiplash. Like they basically told me I looked like I was in a traumatic car accident. (laughs) I was like, honestly, all I did was just slip off my horse. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I feel like the most random falls, like they're just freak accidents. Those are the ones that hurt you the most. Cause I mean, like like when I slammed into the fence a month ago, I just had some bruises. Then it's just the way you land. It doesn't matter what happened. It's just, it's so random. Those are the ones that hurt you the most. It's crazy that happened just from slipping off of him bareback. It just tore you up. I will tell you, I really don't think I could ever ride bareback again. I had to move back in with my parents because my husband, we both work, like we're both busy. We have two big dogs. He like really couldn't, I mean, he could have taken care of me, but like, I didn't want to put that on him. And so like my mom, you know, she works from home. So she was able to take care of me. But like, I was there for three months. I was bedridden basically for two. And I had extensive physical therapy. I had physical therapy three or four times a week for months. It was pretty awful, honestly. It's funny because after that, I couldn't wait to get back on. I wasn't even hesitant and I just couldn't wait to ride again. And when I did ride again, I rode on a school horse named Walter and he was a lot different than Campino just in like his canner it was a little rougher I mean so it was very different and I didn't know him so I had a little bit of anxiety riding him 
And it kind of all melted away after I got in the groove of it. I was hurting in the saddle for uh, several months. Like it just was uncomfortable to ride, but like I just knew I needed to do it. And that was a lot of muscle atrophy too. But Walter spooked one day, another mare was coming into the arena and he freaked out. And that really got me. It was like a flashback, just kind of PTSD where I was like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> Not after, yeah, like, here we go. And then after I realized I got it under control, it was totally fine. Nothing has happened since then. And that was back in, I think, December until two weeks ago, I hopped on Thunder. And this is where I can relate to you, Hannah, with the thoroughbreds. I got on Thunder. It's been going great with Thunder, but he is a green horse. I mean, he was a race horse, so he's still learning. I am working with him with a trainer. We got on him, and I could just tell that day something was off. He was acting really weird in the cross ties. He just was not acting like himself, super anxious. I remember looking at my trainer going like, is he okay? And she goes, they're all being weird this week. I don't know what's up. I'm like, okay, whatever. Got on him, like something just does not feel right. Within 10 minutes of my lesson, and this horse, this rider, I don't know what she was doing, just came galloping full speed around the corner. And it scared the hell out of Thunder, rightfully so. But I didn't see it. I didn't know what had happened. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't prepared. (laughs) And he panicked. My trainer says I blacked out. She was like, Yes, he panicked, but you just left. I was telling you like how to like regain control of the situation. And I just saw in your eyes, you were gone. And I was like, that seems pretty accurate because honestly, from the time he spooked to hitting the ground, I'm missing like 30 seconds of my life. (laughs) I don't know how I really got on the ground, but I hit the ground really, really hard because he was at full speed and I just decided to eject And at this point in time, I was wearing my hit air vest, which I won't get on a horse now without. I don't know if you guys have ever tried them. It's amazing. Worth every penny. I have not, but I've, I've heard of them and I've heard good things about them. Is that the kind that blows up and inflates when you hit the ground? Okay. So it has airbags in the front in, in the back and then on the neck. And I bought it obviously when I got back into riding after my back. Um, and I've used it every ride, but it's never deployed before. That was going to be my question was, uh, is it actually reusable? Like once it deploys, can you deflate it and then reuse it again? Yeah. So the vest itself is good for life, but there's a CO2 canister that causes the airbag to inflate. And the CO2 canister is attached to like an, just some sort of attachment And you take that attachment and you put it into the D-ring of your saddle. And so when you fall off the saddle, it like pulls the pin of the CO2 canister and deploys. So you can repurchase. The CO2 canisters are only good for one time, but you can repurchase them. They're like 30 bucks. So you can reuse the vest every time. You just kind of pack the airbags back into the Velcro and then get a new canister. So when when I hit the ground from Thunder... My trainer obviously came running over. I was face down in the dirt again. And I was like, 
it just remember saying the F word probably a hundred times. I literally, that's, <laughs> all I could say. Yeah. That, that's literally the only thing I could say. And I said it probably a hundred times. And my trainer's like, what, what, what? And in my mind, I hit the ground so hard. I was like, oh my God, I just broke my back again. I was panicking, like just in a yeah. full blown panic. And she's like, calm down, take a deep breath. And I was like, is my vest inflated as I'm face down in the dirt? And she's like, yeah, it inflated. I didn't hear it or feel it. So I was like, well, that's good at least. So I ended up getting up. Nothing was broken. My tailbone was killing me. That one really kind of shook me. It's funny because the falling off of Pino and breaking my back. Yeah, I was hesitant, but like I was fine. And this time, for whatever reason, I don't know why they're different, but my confidence and my security in the saddle just seems to sort of be out the window right now. And I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to get it back. I think maybe part of it has to deal with Pino. You have such a relationship with him and he's yeah. a lot older, a lot more schooled and a lot more, I don't want to say trustworthy. Horse, yeah. Horses are flighty animals and they all make mistakes. They all take two larger steps one time or spook at ghosts in the wall. But mm. with Pino, you have a lot more of built-in confidence. You've known him for longer. And then with Thunder... Yeah. Not only is he a new horse, but he's also a green horse. And with him, there's not quite that trust. And it's almost safer to not trust them in that way. I think you're absolutely right. Because, for example, I got on Pino the other day just to bop around and and walk a little bit. And he spooked. I don't even know what at. And this horse doesn't (laughs) spook. I mean, he really doesn't. But another horse, we were in the outdoor arena again. And the... The way the stalls are, some of the horses have Dutch doors that they can pop their head out. And like one horse, I think just like scared him. Like he popped his head out and Pino was like, whoa, where did you come from? And he spooked a little bit. And the second I think he realized I was still on him, he just like immediately stopped. It was so quick that I was like, good boy. Yeah. That's, I think the difference is that I trust that that horse will take care of me. And that he's not going to do, like, when he realizes, oh, no, mom's on me, like, okay, everything's fine. I need to take care of her. Yeah, I think Thunder just isn't as predictable as Pino. Mm -hmm. You don't know what he's going to do. And at least for me, that uncertainty is what freaks me out the most. So you constantly think about the what ifs. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And you have that consistency with Pino, though, to where you know he's going to have your back. Yeah, I think you guys are right. And the thing is, got on Thunder yesterday for a lesson, and all we did was walk on the lunge line. And my trainer was like, if that's all we do, that's all we do. We're going to take it back. We're going to go with baby steps because there's no point in rushing you or him. Not that he couldn't do it because today he had a dressage lesson. It wasn't with me, but it was with a trainer. And it's just like, he's he's great. But for me and my mentality and, like, my confidence, like, walking was all we were going to do. I think that's fine. I mean, I did the same exact thing over the past month. I went back to just flatting. And then I got enough courage to canter over ground poles. And then in my lessons, you know, everybody else is jumping at least two six. But when it was my turn, my trainer was taking them down. And she would make them cross rails. and I had to work my way back up, and I think that's fine. It really helped me because you 
are confident in that place that you're at. So if you're only flatting or if you're just walking, you're confident in that. So it makes you feel good. You feel secure. So your confidence can build on that. I think anytime you feel secure and confident in whatever you're doing, then your confidence can continue to build and you can just add a little bit to it as you go. That's what helped me the most. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And, you know, of course I would love to be jumping right now. That's all I want to do is because I felt like Pino and I, we were in such a groove, the two of us. And like, that was all before he went lame and before I broke my back. And it's just, I was so looking forward to getting back to that. And I'm so, I'm, I'm inherently an impatient person. So I've been working really hard on having patience, but I just want to get back to that. And it's just, it's sometimes very frustrating to just go back to basics. Yeah, I would get frustrated. I still get frustrated at this, especially when I was taking it back to the basics and I would see the 12 and 13 year olds jumping huge in their lessons. And then I'm over here, I can barely make it over this ground pole without having a panic attack. It made me feel really bad about myself, but I've tried to stop comparing myself to others. And I've learned that's one of the worst things I can do is compare myself to other riders because we're all on our own journey. You know, if you have to go back to basics, that's fine. You're going to get where you want to go eventually. Everybody's on their own timeline. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, Hannah. You know, it's hard for me too because I am at that barn other than my trainer her and I are like the only adults. So all you see all of these young riders and they're so good and they just have a confidence about them. But these falls and like just knowing that the older you get, the harder it is to hit the ground <laughs> and the more brittle your bones are. And I'm speaking like I'm an 80 year old woman, but it's true. The ground is a lot harder when you're older. It hurts. <laughs> Yeah, so one of my good barn friends, she's actually like 10 years younger than me, but I've ridden with her for several years, and she's super cool. So I hang out with her a lot at the barn. She has the most confidence I have ever seen in someone, and I don't understand. She has this horse right now, also a thoroughbred, and he's a little wackadoo, and he will refuse sometimes, like nasty stop, and she at a show had him fall completely into the jump, like knock over oh, no. the whole thing. He's down oh, on his no. knees. She flips over. Girlfriend gets back on and does another what? course. I'm like, what? How do you do that? Oh, no. I'm like, see, honestly, I wish. I really wish. It's almost like I've overanalyzed it to my own fault. I've now overanalyzed everything thinking oh my gosh a trip could just you know end up him buckling his knees and we're going down and then he'll fall on top of me and then my back will break again or worse I've just gotten in my own head thinking like I'm just always gonna get hurt and that's not fair to me or the horses like you can't ride like that because they feel it and I don't want to you know have that anxious mentality or you know anxiety under saddle and making the horse that might be anxious like thunder he's a pretty anxious nervous horse so like clearly my nerves are not helping the situation yeah I think the anxiety is just something that 
we're always going to have to learn to work through, especially after you get hurt like that, because it scares you. Steph, you also hurt your back really bad, right? In an accident. What happened with you? Oh, yeah. So my fall actually happened a long time ago. I've been pretty lucky since then. I've been really careful, but this was actually the weekend my senior year spring break started. So I actually didn't get a senior year spring break. I spent it bedridden, much like Amber, because a horse just dumped me in the exact wrong way. And that's how I knew I was officially in that stage where I didn't just bounce back up after a fall. So I, this was the first barn that I was riding at and I was one of those junior riders who I would just show up and the trainer would say like, oh, here, I, I need you to work on this lesson. This lesson, you're going to ride this horse because this horse has a problem and I need you to fix it and work on it. And we're just going to work through it together. I used to enjoy working with horses with problems. And this was probably when I started to get that adult amateur fear in my eyes of I'm going to get hurt if this goes wrong. But his name was Cisco. I still remember that, even though this was... 18 and I'm 25. It was forever ago. We were in a lesson and you know when your trainer kind of walks up to you and kind of puts their hand on your leg and you're like, ooh, you're going to tell me something bad. (laughs) And she just kind of puts her hand on her leg and says, okay, so Stephanie, the reason why you're riding this horse is because he has dumped the last five kids that have been on him. Oh, nice. And, And keep in mind, he was a lesson horse and he was used specifically for all ranges but I she was talking more about younger less experienced kid like beginner children mm-hmm. which is they kind of plop off easy but at the same time she explained to me that he was actually losing vision in one of his eyes and wasn't handling it well Aww. which was sad because like he he was like 20 something he was older never did like too much but he was one of their staple lesson horses and for him to just not mentally be able to handle doing his job the way he used to just wasn't sitting well with him and he was dumping kids left and right and so again we were just trying to keep it simple trying to keep me on the horse because it was an hour-long private it was just me and her in the in the indoor and it was four jumps set in two lines and that was it and they were cross rails and so I warm up just going around trot canter and he starts having bucking fits back and forth, just just bucking, 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 trying to get like trying to get me off of him. Oh, I cannot deal with bucking. Bronc. I it was it was awful. But fortunately, I sit it. I get through it. He he calms down. We continue the lesson. We work on some poles. He kind of calms down for a bit. And then in the middle of the lesson, he kind of picks it back up again, but not quite as willful as before. It was just kind of like a one, two, eh, I give up. And we thought he was good. Keyword being thought. Oh, no. So the end of the lesson, it was literally line going away, line coming home. Four jumps set at a cross rail, which would have been his normal workload if he was with any of the little kids. And we've done it three or four times before. He was perfect. He was listening. He wasn't bucking, wasn't kicking, wasn't looking for ghosts or anything. And... This was the last time. I go, I pick up a canner, I go through the one line away, I turn to go do the one line home. As I'm turning, my trainer says the keywords, Stephanie, try to not ride so defensively. 
Because I was I was riding with a bit of a chair seat. I had my legs forward. I was anticipating it. I was ready if he was ever going to buck. We do the line home. It was great. He was behaving. I go to bring him down to a trot, and he bucks. Oh, God. So big. And he throws me. He threw me a good five feet away from him because we oh, were. Oh, no. We had just come off the line, taken a few strides, brought down to a trot in the middle of, like, you know, the short end of the ring. And the next thing I know, I'm laying next to the. We had a small water trough in the indoor in the corner. So I went from the middle of the ring into the corner of the ring oh, in no. about two seconds. Yeah. And I landed all twisted on like my hip and my shoulder and my trainer comes running over and is this you okay? Well, this horse is running victory laps around the ring, bucking and bolting like a <laughs> wild man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So she gets me up on my feet. She's like, Stephanie, are you okay? I kind of look at her and I'm like, eh, you know, it happens. <laughs> like a distinctive shake in my voice as I'm like, I am in pain, but I think I have a job that I need to complete. So I'm going to try to complete it, even though I shouldn't. Oh, God. And she throws me back up on the saddle because I technically I don't tell her anything is like in too much pain to not. And I get up there, I'm sitting in the saddle, I can't even sit up straight, I'm in so much pain. And he takes one step, I stop him, I look at her, and I'm like, I need to get off, I need to go home. So I drive myself home. Oh no. Mistake number one was driving myself home, because like y'all were talking about in the ambulances, Uh. when you're in pain and you're in a car and you hit a crack in the road or a pothole or just any form of unlevelness you feel it all the way up through everything okay I feel like this got progressively worse so Amber actually rode in the ambulance mine my mom came and picked me up and took me to the emergency (laughs) room and you drove yourself that's horrible (laughs) and then the cherry on the top to to just kind of make it that much worse is I actually never went to any form of a doctor or emergency Uh, room uh, for it oh my god why because I'm that stupid person that when the doctor goes okay so is your pain level a one or ten I look at it and I go, well, I'm not dying or dead, so it's not a 10. And <laughs> since I'm not near dying, it's not an 8. I can still move my toes, so it's not like a 7. Maybe I'm a 5.5. 5.5, I can, I can deal. I shouldn't, I shouldn't go to the doctor if it's a 5.5, which is completely wrong. That is not how the medical <laughs> pain scale works. <laughs> do not do that. No, please do not do that. Yeah, so I basically rationalized in my head that because I could still, you know, get up with assistance, in air quotes, like, I couldn't actually get up off the couch on my own. But because I was able to walk around still, I thought I was fine, even though I wasn't. And that's why, to this day, I still have severe back pain, because I never went to the doctor immediately and I didn't even see a doctor about it until at least a year and a half, two years later, which is in no time frame to actually fix any damage that had been done. Did right. they think you broke something? That's the weird thing is, so after a few years later, 
I did actually get x-rays done on my back and they could not find any any evidence of any form of a break. However, at this point, one of my ribs on my right hand side, like, you know, if you just run your hands along, you can feel your ribs. One of them sticks out. That is, yeah. So maybe I broke a rib. Maybe I didn't. They couldn't find any evidence, but at this point, it's too late to really figure it out. Ugh. I'm so sorry because back pain is literally the worst. I luckily don't really have any riding anymore. I mean, I get weird muscle spasms, but they're bearable. They're not like excruciating pain. When I first broke my back and I was getting back on slash even just walking around, I would have the absolute worst nerve pain which was worse than the break itself. So like your sciatic nerve goes from your back all the way down your leg. And I would get, I called them lightning bolts. If I would take one step, I would just get like the wrath of Zeus and it would just go right down, shooting down and it would just be awful. No, that's actually, well, it doesn't, there's like the general aches and pains that I get. And then it's like kidney level almost, or it's like right where my ribs end slightly an inch off of my spine it feels like I just get like electrocuted right there or just like stabbed in the back if I take a bad breath or just my back yeah. isn't feeling it at that moment that does sound like it's more like a kidney thing <laughs> like, damaged my kidneys who knows like, yeah, well you have two of them so <laughs> maybe just swap them out no I don't know I don't know <laughs> I can tell you, though, the best thing that has worked for me in just regular back pain has been salon paws. Do you guys know what those are? They're kind of like icy oh. hot patches, icy only they're yeah. heat. They're heat. They're called salon paws, like salon, how you spell salon, and then PAS, and you can get them at like CVS. They have been a lifesaver when it comes to like muscle spasms and back pain, and they're just like little patches that you can put on. So you should try that stuff because they really, they like Icy Hot, the icing effect isn't really the best for like back muscle deep pain. I, I've been using, my favorite thing for back pain is definitely Icy Hot. I have, what is it, just the regular cream and then the little roll-on one. But also I have off of Amazon recently, I actually got, it's it's like a 9, 10 pound bag. I got it for 20 bucks of... Epsom salts and I love yes. taking Epsom salt baths yes and when I like, fell off of thunder uh, two weeks ago I immediately came home and got in a bubble bath with Epsom salt and I in the bath I felt like I didn't like I was totally fine like I didn't even fall as soon as I got out I was like oh I'm not gonna be able to walk tomorrow <laughs> but it was I ended up being okay I still have a little bit of discomfort but I think it's just like a really bad bruise but the one, the number one thing I want to talk about before we end is getting back on and like getting rid of those fears and anxieties after we've all had really bad falls. So one of the things after I fell off a of thunder, I called my husband and I will admit I was crying like a little girl and it takes a lot for me to cry, but I was really more upset about the fact that I couldn't trust Thunder anymore and I was just scared 
Like I was scared of, okay, now what's going to happen? I just completely feel like our relationship has taken a turn. How am I going to be able to get back on this horse if I can't trust him? And my husband just tells me, who, by the way, when it comes to horses, is not a very sympathetic person. He's not a horse guy. He doesn't like them. And after me breaking my back and us going through that whole thing, he's just is like, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> so when I called him, I really was thinking I was going to get a lecture. But instead, what he says to me is, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm upset about the situation. I'm, I'm upset that I fell. I'm upset that he did something to cause me to fall. Now I'm in my own head that I can't trust this horse. And I'm also hurting. Like, it didn't feel good to hit the ground. And he goes, well, isn't that what, like, your sport is? <laughs> and I was like, well, you kind of have a point. You know, he goes, Amber, you're dealing with a 1,200-pound animal with a mind of its own. Like, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. If you thought that after breaking your back that you weren't ever going to fall again, you're wrong. He goes, and I don't even know anything about your sport other than you're going to fall. And that's why you have your vest is exactly what he said. He goes, did your vest work? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, and you're okay, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, then, you know, rub dirt on it and get over it. Yeah, Yeah, there's this quote that I've seen several times, and it's one of my favorite. It can be applied to other things besides riding, but it says, sometimes the fear won't go away, so you have to do it afraid. And I feel like that's so true because I can still be anxious, scared, but I want this so bad that I I just push through. And, you know, that's just what it takes sometimes. That's actually really good advice, you know, thinking about it. And I have to try this next time. I'm probably going to get on maybe tomorrow, maybe Saturday, and I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. But I feel that every time now that I've gotten into the saddle, I've thought, okay, am I going to fall today? So it's already on my mind, which means it's already translating into my legs and into my seat and into everything. I'm probably subconsciously shaking. (laughs) I'm sure the horses feel that. I think it just needs to be a matter of what you said, Hannah, and like what my husband said and just knowing like, listen, we try not to fall. Like we do everything we can to stay on and the horses do everything they can to please us and be good citizens. But sometimes things just happen. And unless you're the bronking horse that Stephanie was on, (laughs) normally it's not intentional, (laughs) but you know, I think as long as we continue to be cautious and, you know, ride smart, it's inevitable. And hopefully we all stay safe. I, kind of over the years, because that was a serious fall that technically did happen a while ago. The way that I help with my nerves is I actually take a minute and it's not meditative or anything, but before I get on, I just kind of go, well, you're either going to get off on your own accord or not. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. one of the ways it's, that... it is what it is. This is the sport that you've chosen and just taking a minute to steal myself, thicken my skin and just kind of go, it's not a big deal if it happens. And if it does, you can move forward from it. Yeah, like, we'll deal with it then. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, your lesson is, like, you're here paying for someone to teach you how to ride. Enjoy the moment. Don't distract yourself, because then you're just going to be thinking of other things, and your mind's going to be distracted, and you're not going to absorb it as well. 
I guess the best thing would be like, for me, I need to like not set myself up for failure right off the get go. Like having the mentality is like, am I going to fall this lesson? Like that's not a good mentality to have. No. Yeah. I feel like the best way to get over a fall is just kind of a combination of all the things we have been saying. You know, you do want to push yourself and, you know, you're going to be anxious. You're going to be afraid. You've got to push through that. But at the same time, you don't want to push yourself too hard and completely way out of your comfort zone. So I think it takes a combination of getting better a little at a time, doing a little bit more, but also being willing to accept the fact that you could fall. You're going to be scared about it. But if you want to ride the horse, you're going to do this anyway. So you have to push through it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. After Thunder, when I fell... I did not get back on. I mean, I was in a lot of pain. I really smacked my tailbone and I ended up just going straight home. And like I said, getting in a bath, but I told my trainer, I was like, you're going to ride him for a couple of weeks. Like I just mentally am just not, I just can't. So yesterday, like I said earlier, was the first day that I got back on him and I got on him and he immediately spooked. He didn't do anything bad. And then she goes, okay, I'm going to put you on the launch line. And you're just going to walk. And if that's all we do today, that's all we do. And I go, okay. It's just a matter of taking your time and getting your confidence back and just being smart. But also, you know, remembering to just enjoy the sport and enjoy what we do. That's our advice to all of you listeners. I totally agree, Amber. So we know that falling is a part of our inherently dangerous sport. So we want our listeners to tell us about a fall that you have had and how you recovered from it on our Instagram page at horsebroke.podcast. We'll see you next week. And thanks always for listening.